In our modern age, there are so many ways for information to travel. And yet, with all our tablets and smartphones, there are still some people who like to get their morning dish the old-fashioned way. Even without the information highway, good news always seems to travel fast. But bad news? Well, you know what they say. Oh, hey! Welcome back to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we're discussing Season 5, Episode 21, Despicable Bee. Original air date, April 23rd, 2012, written by Austin Winsberg, directed by David Warren. Blair feels like her Upper East Side status might be slipping away and devises a plan to ensure that it doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Lily throws a family gathering in an attempt to prove the Vanderwoodson family is as united as ever. Finally, Nate digs into Diana's past and is surprised by what he by what he discovers. What did you? Oh, I guess he discovered something. I Michelle guess so. is like all she's all kinds of confused. It is like and Michelle said it's like they took a dartboard of yeah. all storylines and they just was like. That's, that's right. the one this they week. Just, that's what they did. <laughs> I showed list my notes. I crossed out three MVPs. I could not decide on one. My shittiest, I have a bunch. I was laughing at the end of the episode, like like hysterically laughing. Oh, yeah. She was like really like hardcore laughing. Hard, like belly laughing because what the hell is going on here? What is happening? It It is a, a hot, complete <laughs> hot mess. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was just crazy, but not, Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yes. And next week, it's like the same thing. You're like, wait. But better, right? But but better in a sense, I te- I've been teasing it, and Michelle's like, I can't wait to watch um, that there is some sort of reveal next week, which you don't see coming. You're like, wait, what the hell? So I guess it like fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, where are we getting these storylines for? It, it, it must have been a dart. No, seriously, they're like, let's spin a wheel. Let's see where the ridiculousness lands and let's go with that. Yeah. And on the lighter side of this episode was like the Blair and Dan yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which I based my glass full of gossip off of pair yet again tonight. But um, it's a gin, Ricky, which is basically just gin, lime, and seltzer water. But Yum. I titled it The Brow Razor. Cute. Because, you know, highbrow, lowbrow. Mm-hmm. The whole Vander Woodson dinner, I feel like you could definitely use a cocktail at that dinner. Yeah. I also got a recipe from New York Magazine. Fitting. I was like, oh, I'm going to... Look at me. Look at me go. So they claimed <laughs> that this is a the better than a gin and tonic, this Jim Ricky. So I will post the recipe. Um, you know, I just wanted a cocktail for a cocktail party. And I also like Lily always drinking gin and Cece was always drinking martinis. So I felt it was fitting. So my three gossip words I gave you for last week. We had highbrow, which duh, Blair and Dan. Parents, I meant that for Jack, Diana, Elizabeth. All the parents. Will. We don't even know who who's what parent. It's just ridiculous. And then we have invalid for the will. It's finally nulled. Nulled? I guess that's the word, right? But it's still in play because... I guess, yes. I guess the aspect of Chivy getting the money is completely out of question. That's invalid, but... The, the the daughters do rightfully get their their inheritance 
back as we predicted would happen. So let's start with Pear on a lighter note. So we start out the episode. Padge has a meeting with Simon and Schuster to talk about his new book. And Blair is so excited. She sends him on his merry way with his new outfit that she picked out for him. And things are looking up in their relationship. They're starting to really find their groove until uh, she finds a magazine, New York Magazine to be specific, that uh, she's been dubbed lowbrow <laughs> because she was married then less time than Kim Kardashian, which is so funny. Yeah, that was funny. Poor Dorota. She's been trying to hide this magazine all morning from her, but to make matters worse, Dan is actually considered to be highbrow, and uh, nothing in the in the universe is right anymore in Blair Waldorf's mind. She must become highbrow, more highbrow than Dan, right away. So later that day, to prove to the world she's high class, she sets up an exhibit into in her apartment. Um, full of all of her high-end accessories and jewelry and shoes in case FIT wants to just display it. So cute. It's <laughs> Showcase charming. Them. It really is. She's very imagine, sweet. Imagine being Blair and also being Padge and Padge is considered highbrow. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. FIT's rep comes and he's like, I'm not really interested. You're hardly a princess. And he leaves. So this leaves her really. She doesn't know what to do. Dan returns with good news just to really dig in on Ed Blair. And he's one of the five people nominated for the New York Public Library's 2012 Young Lions Fiction Award. I believe your exact words were, how does he keep falling into this shit? (laughs) Yes, I think that was my quote. I am still (laughs) baffled beyond belief that this person, this 20-year-old nobody from Brooklyn, has wrote a book, and now he's one of five people nominated for the special Young Lions Fiction Award. And I'm just like, who are you, Daniel Humphrey? That the you just keep stepping in shit. He's like very, you really he's did well. Highbrowless. He's highbrow. He's so highbrow. And then he goes on to even say later, I don't even care about this stuff. I'm like, oh, you are so lying to oh, yourself. Please. You are so lying. Yeah. So he wants Blair to come as his date. So of course she says, Yes, I'll go. And he's like, it's so low-key, like super casual cocktail party, dress really casual. She's like, I know how to dress. <laughs> Well, she buys an evening gown. Naturally. <laughs> with gloves, with opera gloves. Yeah. Very lavish. And um, she says that highbrow people are actually boring. She would rather be despicably highbrow. So uh, Victoria Beckham, who else? Bloomberg, yeah. right? Those type of people are her Those people. Those are her people. Those are her people. Doctors and lawyers, not so much. They're boring. So she decides she's going to cause a scene. She's going to try and upstage Dan at this party right um just so everyone remembers she's blair waldorf so she takes the spotlight away from her bow (laughs) that's good but at the party she takes off her jacket and dan's like while you look beautiful i thought i told you you know it was a casual party and she's like you don't know anything about fashion and so he's starting to talk to people at the party and she's just going up to them like i'm blair waldorf the muse that's me i'm blair waldorf here i am charming it's she's I so really cute. found this in this episode. Maybe there's some episodes where I'm in the mood for Blair and yes. maybe I'm not in the mood. I absolutely loved her in this episode. I yeah. found I just she was great. I feel like Cordy said it best last week. She's like, 
Dan and Blair are the same type of annoying. They are. Where some weeks you're like, oh, I'm into the annoying. And some weeks you're like, oh, no, I can't stand the annoying. So this was a good week for her. I think <laughs> overall I'm more into her annoying. the Blair annoying yeah. versus Patch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Blair really can't do any wrong in my eyes anymore. I mean, she... I'm she's sure certain, she will. She certainly can. But this was in, this was really good. Yeah. It just this is Blair and she's yeah. getting back to her footing of being Blair Waldorf. So Dan is actually asked to make a speech at the <laughs> party. All of the five have to make a speech, I guess. Right. And he begins to, but then his girlfriend Blair just walks right up beside him and she interrupts his speech. She announces she'll be donating to the young lions to help with children literacy. But she wants it to be anonymous, which reminded me of that episode of Curb. Yes! I was just going to say that! (laughs) And I had to tell Randy, I was like, this part reminded me so much of Curb, where she wants to donate as Blair Waldorf, but she wants it to be anonymous. Right. Like, everyone should know it's me, but it's anonymous. And also, this party just really reminded me of a scene from you. Yeah, with the library. It could have felt like we were watching an episode of Definitely. Yeah, I know. So many times Mm. when it comes to Padge, Mm -hmm. he's in a bookstore in Mm -hmm. something with books, and you're like, it's you. It's it's you. (laughs) It's you. Hello, you. Yeah. It's really him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so she makes a speech. She's like trying to toast. Nobody raises her glasses. It's really embarrassing. Uh, Dan pretty much runs out of the room. He's upset, but not as much as I thought he would be. I feel like he was more reserved he's just like what are you doing Blair I think he understands what she's going he through knows too. yeah he's like you did this because of the article and you really just don't know yourself and don't you know me I don't care yeah yeah sure Dan sure Bullshit. sure and she admits she's been in every man's shadow since she can remember first it was Chuck then it was Louis even Nate do you think she was in also in absolutely Nate's he was an Archibald. Archibald she was the yeah. one on the arm like right it's a pattern for her and she continually finds herself in this situation. So with Padge, it was like, this person loves me. I think this is great. He really is good for me. But also now he's the what everyone's focusing on. It's like, hello, here I am. I'm just, I'm standing here and nobody sees me. And also maybe the lore of Padge subconsciously was, oh, he is just Lonely Boy from Brooklyn. Right. I can finally be on top. And she's yes. also been in Serena's shadow too. Even though so she's true. queen bee always, she's always been in a shadow, which just breaks my heart in this scene because really, Blair, I just want you to be on your own and not yes. in any shadows. She, well, she needs to find yeah. what makes her special. And she knows what that is. She just, for some reason, when she is in a relationship, it's the focus is not on her and she really needs it to be she on her. She needs the focus. It's, that's her personality type. And it's you just nailed it on the head right there with... Dan was lowbrow and now he's not. So she thought like, okay, this should be safe. And also exactly like with the safe. Serena stuff, like I have never been on top of Serena. And now it's like, I got her ex-boyfriend. So it's yeah. subconsciously, I think she maybe got into this relationship for maybe some of the wrong reasons, but right, we'll see where that goes. Um, But he tells her, you need to find the confidence. I know where this is stemming from. I wish you saw what I saw, which I loved. It was very sweet. It was very, very sweet. genuine. I believed him. Extremely genuine. And then later that night, Blair comes to apologize. And she's like, I just, I need help finding myself. Can you help me? And he lists all the reasons why he fell for her. He's like, you're strong and smart and confident and 
they hug and I just absolutely adored. I mean, and you said it too, which I agree why people hate pear. Why do you guys hate them? Well, there are there are people who do like pear. There are people that like them, but there are people that love chair so much they can't see how good pear is. And that's, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I just feel like and oh my god, I'm a I'm a literally a broken record, but I see the way especially the way he handles her. It's just like she needs that type of energy. I mean, right now it's working. I wonder yes. when we go forward. Right, like long term we don't Will know. it make sense? I don't know. But yeah. right now where she has been so damaged throughout her relationships, I mean, she literally was just a princess for like a day and then was black, basically blackmailed into almost having to pay a, 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 an exceptional amount of money just to get out of a marriage. Like it's right. just, she's been through a lot and she needs kind of just some like, just someone be there for me for, for a while. Yeah. So that's why I like it. Yeah. All right, so the bulk of the episode is disastrous. It's the Vanderwussens. It's the Rhodes. Shit, Shit hit the fan. So Serena and Lily have court that morning. Uh, the judge has invalidated the will, and Chivy gets nothing, as we said. And of course, Carol and Lily get both of their uh, half their inheritance. So Chivy is pissed. She goes up to Lily and she says, "You paid off the nurse to lie on the stand, didn't you?" And Lily says nothing. But as we know, we know the nurse knew who Chivy was and loved her and knew she was good for a CC. So it wouldn't make sense for her to lo- to say all those nasty things about right. her. Right, and we know who Lily is. And we know Lily. I and mean, Lily this is just classic Lily. So smug with a smirk like, mm. Yeah. And so Serena's like, oh, maybe she did. I know my mom. Maybe she did. Right. Um, and they, they said, oh, she took advantage of the elderly. Just awful. So Serena defends her family to, to Chivy. And she says, you better leave or we're going to get a restraining order. Go ahead. Sure. So Serena asks where Rufus was. And Lily's like, oh, he had an appointment. He had an appointment. But then the paparazzi start asking her questions if they're separated because they're living separate in separate apartments, which Sabrina, Sabrina, Serena didn't know. Yeah. Um, and so she questions that and Lily's like, Oh, we're just on a hiatus. Just a hiatus. So this is like big deal. Three, number three of lies. Yeah. Should we have a drinking game? How many times Lily lied in this episode? You Take would a be shot. Very wasted. Yeah. And Serena's like, I wish you would just consider your relationship more priority than trying to like fix the the fake per, like facade of your family. Yeah, because she wants to have media involved. It's so so wrong. But so Lily. It's so Lily. I know. Like, to expect anything else from her would you be know surprising. What? Even that she was real shit in this episode, mm-hmm. but I, I still really enjoy her character because. Oh, yeah. But you understand why she's doing I it. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It but- sucks. It sucks because she's hurting other people that we love. Right. So to see her get what she wants by, by hurting people, it's wrong. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's a very it's a very upper crust thing to do. And it's what she's used to and it's a very CC thing to do. And it's abusing power and Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So she's so preoccupied with trying to the have the family name in a good light to the outside world. So she invites a reporter from the New York Social Diary to have dinner with her and her very tight knit family. Serena doesn't agree. She states that I don't want to, ha- you know, have dinner with these people. Lola and I aren't really speaking, and the media really won't fix any underlying issues that we have here. So then Serena calls William to invite him to dinner, and he declines, stating he won't be in town. But 
as they hang up, she sees him having lunch with Lola. What the fuck? Manhattan is huge. Huge. You guys didn't even try to go out of your little section there. No. But I mean, like, what are the odds that Serena would be walking past that building and it'd be a glass building? With right. Just, so you could view it. I mean, and they'd be right by the window. What? Come on. I know. We have to live in the fantasy I know. of what is Gossip uh, Girl. Accept it. It's hard to accept sometimes. But Lola and William, they have a chat and um, you, she knows he's the father. It's so nonchalant and she just accepts it. I feel like... Is Lola just in a constant state of disbelief in terms of sometimes when you're in that state and you just believe anything that you're told and you just have to roll with it until you actually process it? Like we haven't seen her process things to where she explodes. She has learned so much information in the past over the month, I guess you can say. How is she just like, all right, this is how I shouldn't be involved. But now I'm back. Shouldn't be involved. Oh, you're my dad. (laughs) Cool. It's so unrealistic that she wouldn't have like a meltdown. That I'm waiting. The meltdown yeah. needs to occur. Right. And we don't even see as the audience how she finds out William's right. her father. I wish we saw that. I wish we did too. But then again, it's like. It probably wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. And so he, it seems as though he maybe reached out to her. Yeah, I think so. And um, he admits he's been a really shitty parent to Serena and Eric Continually, might I add, he's a shitty parent. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, he just by even in existence, he's a shitty parent. And so he's like, we could tell the family if you're ready. And she's like, no, I think we should keep this a secret for a while. No, I'm not ready yet. He's like, I respect that. Why we, would you want to up and sell everyone? We can tell the f- no problem. Let's just like gather them. You want to have a text chain? Let's do a group chat I'm right so, now. I know. What? I'm so surprised that he was like, we sh- we could tell people if you want. Do you think he also is at a point where he just can't keep living these web of lies? So he's like, whatever. Yeah, I think so. And also, there's a tremendous amount of guilt. I mean, he's also real shitty, but yeah. he's got he's a. I do believe him when he feels he's a really shitty parent. Yeah, he does. He believes when he says he's, I'm a shitty parent. Yeah, I know. And I I think he wants to make up for it. Like, he thinks he can fix all his wrongs by just being there for Lola. Right. You need to fix wrong with all of your children. Yeah. Right. The one that doesn't even exist on the show anymore. You really need to fix it with him. Is is Eric gone? (laughs) He's not on the island, but like, he might as well be at this point. You know, like, I don't even think we get him back until like at least season six. I don't think he's coming back in this season. Right. He hasn't been in the entire season. Right. It's really sad. Yeah. A whole brother. You never even use the character. Yeah. Um, So Lily decides to invite Rufus to this family dinner to celebrate the will being invalid. She wants to move on for them from their fighting. He's like, "Mm, that's not really a good apology. Try again. (laughs) Call me when you want to be a real partner in this marriage. She just is, she lives in her own Lily world. And she says, it was my apartment. And he goes, well, that's where you're wrong. It was our apartment. Like, that's how you think. You think about you and only you. I mean, do you think Lily has the point with what you went behind my back and you were paying for Chivy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we discussed that point last week. Like, I obviously think Rufus was still in the wrong for doing it. Yeah. And he even reiterates, she was basically homeless. And she's like, yeah, homeless from my apartment. I mean... I think <sighs> he does need to apologize for that, but she yes. also needs to apologize. I mean, they're both doing They it. both need to apologize. And I just still don't understand, like, how are you paying for this loft? I don't get it. Unless he has a, a savings account that he just saved a lot of money. I don't know. But it's pretty impossible for him to afford this. 
even even if it was a rent control, right? It means something. You got the utilities and stuff, right? So again, it's okay. we're supposed to just not we'll just believe. Let it go. How- <laughs> let it go. Uh, so later on, Rufus tells Dan about the dinner, and he's like, "You should go. You should try and make up. Your wife what came to like make an effort. You should make an effort too. Even though obviously they both didn't say they were sorry, but." Um, Lily at least made the step into coming to him and, you know, trying to talk it over. Um, back to Serena in the wait- waiting in the lobby for her dad to come home. And he lies about Lola, of course. He says he was just wanting to get to know his niece. I found this to be really creepy, actually. I don't know. If I was Serena, I'd be like, this is creepy. Why are you hanging out with just your niece in a restaurant? I feel like that would be weird. Yeah. It's also just... Like, you guys de- don't know each other? I mean, a restaurant maybe it's public. It's out in the open. Better hotel it's room. better. It's better than a hotel room. I just felt we- it was weird. I just felt it was. Weird. It's just not believable. Clearly, but no. And we know that he's not. Yeah, the uncle. So to Serena, she's like, okay, he's like a dunkle, right? A dad a uncle. Dunkle. <laughs> he's a dunkle, just like Jack's a dunkle. <laughs> Jack. possibly oh, no, we have two dunkles we have two stupid dunkles on this show oh my in god in one episode we have two what dunkles what is wrong with this show yikes so William of course apologizes to Serena for lying he says he'll definitely be at Lily's dinner and you should invite your cousin Lola too and Serena's like yeah yeah sure dad love you I will earlier that day Lola goes to see Nate to talk about meeting her father I'm sorry she's just like I met my father this morning. I'm really flustered. Why is that something you would tell someone else? I mean, I guess she trusts Nate, but then again, in the past, she's we've seen wait they broke up, right? Yeah, they broke up. He says like I can't even look at you after the debacle last week, right? But she needs she goes to him because she trusts him, and he takes it very welcoming. You know, I'm so glad you came to me. I've actually gone through this. (laughs) Oh, we laughed so hard. What the fuck, scene. Nate? I've gone through this. You know, my friend Chuck, when he couldn't find his mother, and we went searching for his mother. We're like, Nate, this is not about you, sweetheart. Nate, Nate always feels like he can relate with these like other Re- and they're ridiculous. Like, remember when he first met Lola and he brought up about his family drama? Yeah, I'm like, my cousin tried to kill, kill me. me. Yeah, like nobody Nate- asked for it. Yeah, no. <laughs> This isn't the time, Nate. <laughs> but we just were laughing. And laughing. We're like, what is wrong with it, Nate? Why do we have to keep it's? And I said, it's like we just needed to give him words to say. That's it. Like Chase hasn't said anything in a while. Let's just throw some words at him. You know him. what? It's another dartboard. Exactly. They're it and they're like, the whole him. character of Nate is a dartboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so naturally he goes and sees when Serena comes to visit, he's like, you should be easier on Lola. She just found out she she met her dad this morning. This is none of your fucking business to just keep like blurting out. And Serena, I mean, she can't believe it because she knows where Lola was this morning. So now she's putting the pieces together. Oh my God, William is her father, AKA my father. Nate is a leaky faucet. (laughs) He is it's don't ever awful. tell me don't anything. tell him anything and also he just doesn't value privacy clearly no it's like there's Not some lola there's some things that you can find in a friend or a boyfriend and you're like you just don't even have to say it. it's like you just keep this between us right yeah and then he's just like lola has a new a father she just met 
and Chuck was Chuck is searching for his mom. Yep. It's any Here anything anyone wants to know needs up for it. Wow. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It is. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Serena tells Lily about Lily being her half sister, and Lily's like not even shocked. She's like, this can wait until after dinner, okay? Like, no one knows, right? No one knows. Just you and I, right? Okay? Lily is media trained all the fucking time. All the time. And doesn't even take in consideration of how Serena could be processing this because Lily has a game plan. At all times. All that matters. She's instantly on the phone like, okay, I got something. So that's impressive, right? Like, Lily's so quick on her feet and she can... It's like Lily is fine with secrets as long as she's controlling them. And then when oh, she's done yeah. with secrets, she's like, no, nope, I'm done with it. I'm done. But I'm done. Okay. But no one else is done because right. they haven't forgiven you for what you've done. Right. So the fact that Lily's like, oh, we don't have to deal with this yet. You don't have to deal with this yet. Right. Like, well, we're just not going to deal. I can't deal. I'm going to have a dinner and everyone's going to come just as normal. And so Serena's like, okay. And then we know she calls someone who is Chivy to make a deal with her. So back to Rufus, he has decided to go to the dinner. He calls Lily, tells her he's coming. She goes, the dinner's been canceled. <laughs> Which is a lie because Lily greets the reporter as like a, shot. a yeah, a right? Shot. There, there's a shot and states that, oh, these rumors are just a misunderstanding. My family is so tight knit. Here's my niece. Here's my daughter, my ex-husband, my whatever. It, it's just everyone. Um, they all arrive. Carol and William have a conversation where basically she tells him he's off the hook because she did get her inheritance money and their secret can never be told, even though the secrets have already been told. Like William knows and Lola knows. The dinner has taken a wicked turn when Lily decides to publicly out William and Carol for having an affair all those years ago. And then um, the police come and they uh, arrest Carol for fraud. So again, this is huge, but because Lily has done it, then it's, not, it's right. fine. It's fine. And the reporter's just trying to get every little detail. And she's like, it's my control. I'm telling the world my story. You cheated. You had a daughter while we were married. And I'm again, I'm the one who's looking good in this situation. And my sister's going to go to jail for, for fraud. And then Carol is like, well, that's not true. You know, Ivy, Ivy will never attest to that. And Ivy's like, well, actually, I'm here. <laughs> and I did. And I got off scot-free, basically. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, get, she's she's given immunity for just admitting that, yeah, I did. I was paid by her. Yeah. But here's here's Carol, and now Carol is being taken out by the police. Lola's obviously upset. She didn't want that to happen to her mom. She understands the situation is fucked up, but she's like, well, I didn't want my mom to go to jail. And so the cops arrest Carol. Lola goes to leave. She's upset. William says, I'll go and take, I'll take you home. And Serena sees, and she gets jealous and says, why don't you walk her down the aisle? It was a good line. Yeah, though. and Mike in the chat's like, but she's he's a dad, so he like he could walk her down the aisle. Sure, it's not really a comeback. I also feel <laughs> what you're feeling, Serena. Oh yeah, like, she is. Fuck just you, like, dad, oh and Lola, God, dad, and all of you. Fuck all of you. Every single one of you. Not none of you have been good to me. No, this poor girl. 
Yeah. We know why she acts out. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we understand. We understand you, Serena. You it's are just, seen. It's just frustrating to watch her act out. Like, I totally get it. I didn't mind her in this episode. No, I, I liked her in that episode. I liked her, and I also think because she wasn't involved with Gossip Girl. Yes. And so she wasn't deliberately being petty. Like, in right. this, this all makes sense of how she's acting. I'd act this way. Absolutely. Probably. It's all justified. Yeah. And the fact that William, you know, he was going to help Lola. So she she runs out. William chases after her. And the first time I did watch this, I, I did tear up because I felt so badly for Serena. Yeah. She's like, I've always wanted you to be in my life. When I was four, you left. Ugh. And I had no relationship with you. You didn't even want me to find you. That's how messed up this is. And so she's like, and the second that Lola comes into your life, you just, you know, you want to have a relationship with her. and. It's just it's just really messed up. All of a sudden, he feels like he could have the second chance with Lola. It's like, well, what about your other kids? Yeah. You need to have a chance with, with all of them. You need to equally try and have relationships with all of them. Yeah. Not just the new one. Right. It's, oh, it's so messed up. Uh, after all that, Rufus goes to see Lily at her loft. He's like, yeah, I know you had dinner. I know you got your sister arrested. And Lily explains Carol needed just to be stopped. And Rufus is like, you know, I just... They don't even want to be a part of this world anymore. And she tries and retaliates by saying he'll never find an Upper East Sider woman that treats him like she does. And take care of him. Takes care of him. She means with the money. Yeah, not like I cook and clean for you. I pay your bills. Okay, so I said to Liz when we were watching, she has a point. She does have a point. But yeah, but like the point is like to Rufus, that shouldn't, that doesn't matter to him. No. And he's like, you don't get it, though. Like, that's that doesn't. I don't care about that. I just want my wife. I want us to be equals and partners. Do you think Rufus understands why Carol went away? Like, Carol got what she got coming to her. Yeah. He acted like, I can't believe you put family in jail. Right. And then she slaps the cops back with that. Which, that was such a low. It was. Whoa. I think he's just like again you lied to me that the dinner wasn't even happening yeah. not that that's like a big lie or anything like that but, but he, it's another one it's still yeah another lie and you finagled your way in this situation like it all looks positive on your like he just he knows and then he said i know you paid off the nurse like you must have yeah. paid off the nurse and she doesn't deny it because she knows it's true well i mean she always and so that. to him you know ivy's like a very sore subject with him yeah so he's like i can't believe you do that again to this poor 19 year old well wouldn't you say wouldn't shouldn't really say like oh well chivy actually came through and i'm giving her money yeah but she's just using her she's just exactly she's just using her and and rufus even if he didn't know he probably would know like okay well it's just for your benefit you're not actually caring about this girl it's shitty man Mm, it's so shitty and i I, again i lily's like saying this out of fear of losing rufus like she did that low because right like you're not gonna find anyone better than me and then you know i get it because she probably feels like well i have been financially supported that's all lily has is money that's the only way she can show her love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so to say that like she has a point i understand what she's saying by that it was just not a good tool to throw out. No, it the made weapon. her sound really Real bad. bad. Real bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he leaves because he's like, you're still you're still not you ready. You answered it. And she said, well, do you want to divorce me? And he didn't really say yes or no to that yeah, question. Yeah, he kind of just said, you know, you, you came up with the answer for me. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. After that, we pan to William visiting Carol in jail. Now, another, he's still lying up until this moment. She tells him, I need to get out of here. You need to figure things out for me. He says, give me power of attorney. I'll take this money and I'll use it to get you the best lawyer I possibly can to get you out of here so our daughter is safe. And so she signs it over to him. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Lily gives Chivy a check for a million dollars? Question mark, question mark. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, like to her, it's probably nothing. But but a wow. million dollars for Chivy. And Chivy's like, you know what? I actually just really miss you guys. I really did love you when I said I did. I did care about Cece and I know you can't forgive me, but can we try? I'll rip up this check so you can see that it means nothing to me. And Lily's like, but you mean nothing to me. Okay, oh bye, my Ivy. God. And Chivy was just like, can you just have a place in your heart for me? Just that try. Broke me. It just, she has nothing else. Bye, Ivy. And she rips up the check in the elevator. <gasps> yeah. So she did redeem herself. She did like deep down. Chivy did. Yes, we we know we knew this was there. Yeah, I'm glad I we knew didn't she turn, wasn't evil. Unless we're not done with her yet. We're not done with her, but I think we're we're done with that. Like I want to take things from you because now she truly has nothing left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even if down the line, you know, it would come down to money again. Like she didn't take the money from Lily. Like right. I don't it wasn't want anything about money. It was It's about family. But like then. It doesn't make sense the whole apartment thing. Like, did she try I the know. whole evil thing for a little while and then realize this didn't, this isn't actually I filming think, up? I think Georgina probably got in her head. And I think she was just so hurt and she was probably really sad that Cece was yeah. gone and she just yeah. didn't know the best route. And she's like, these people don't even, they didn't even right. know, they didn't even care about her. Yeah. So I think she just retaliated, but it, it wasn't a good look for no, sure. No, no, I no, would no, no, not no. definitely didn't support that. No, we did not. It didn't show that she wanted to try and make things work with these people, but. We'll see for future. Lily receives a phone call then from William, who uh, I guess was playing Carol. He's like, she gave, she wrote me over, you know, the will. And uh, now I have her funds and you're going to use this fund, these funds to help out Lola, right? Lily's like, of course. I wouldn't let, a, you know, just because it was out of cheating doesn't mean I would, you know, abandon this girl. And he's like, why don't I believe you? And she's like, I'm not a monster. And then they hang up, and he's like, "Take me to the J- to JFK." Yeah, because I guess he was coming over because he's he like, was going to give her the I'll money. See you soon. Mm-hmm. So, I would I don't know. Like Lily is can be manipulative, but I really hope she wouldn't. Take right, like away Lola from didn't her do anything to her. Nothing. Right. Although, see, Lola had the last word with Lily and said, "My mom." Or, or I understand why my mom wanted me to stay away from you people. Yes. And Lily's like, I'm... And she got, you know, I didn't want my mom to go to jail. This affects me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a Serena talking to a mom, you know, talking to a Lily. It's like the same situation. Yep. But that must have stuck to her. Like, no. I mean, right. This is... But that's so petty because it is rightfully Lola's. It is. She did nothing wrong. But, right, and she's Cece's granddaughter. Right. You know, like well, just as much biologically as much as Serena is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lastly, Lola goes to see Serena. Delusional. This, she's just as delusional. They're both fucking delusional. It's coming out more and more. Yes. With Lola. She comes in smiling, which I'm like, what what the hell? How I dare think maybe you? she was hopeful that Serena would help her, but 
she's not. Serena's like, I don't want anything to do with you right now. I'm not really into this sister love here. And, um, you know, I'm not going to help you get your mom out of jail. Okay, so go. And as Serena's like, I'll walk you out. Lola sees the Gossip Girl password username card that Georgina had left her and she takes it without Serena knowing. First off, you never escort someone out and leave the room And leave the room. You go, you first. And you watch them leave your room, especially when you have shit in your room that's important. You just have that slip of paper out. What's like Blair could you? find that. Dorota could find that. She's dumb. But this is this is what you know. We wouldn't have a TV. We wouldn't have a TV show here. But yeah, yeah, right out in the open. But Lola takes it. What she does with it, we'll see. And then lastly, we have Nate as a detective. To sum up. So Nate calls oh, Diana, this. or Diana calls Nate, I should say, to tell him she knows that he and Lola are on the outs. They're no more. And, uh, you know, the whole Chuck mom thing is weird, but they can work it out, right? Mm-hmm. We should have a talk about it later. So Nate agrees. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about it. Chuck and Nate don't really know if it's more awkward for Chuck or Nate. This is just a really, really messed up situation. But Nate says just something's not right about Diana and the history with the Basses. So he's determined to figure it out. They later find out that Jack Bass has been funding Diana via Andrew Tyler. And now Nate tells Andrew to find out anything he can on Diana because something just, again, doesn't add up. Nate finds out that Jack Bass left, uh, that Jack left Bass Australia and no one can find him. But this is normal for Jack. He goes on benders all the time. No one can find him. And so after Nate has a chat with Lola, it triggers him to think back, I don't know how, to the Elizabeth Fisher situation when he talks about Chuck <laughs> and um, and how she That's knew crazy. Jack and how this all stems from Jack and they just need to find Elizabeth, which, again, nobody can get in contact with Elizabeth. Elizabeth doesn't want to talk to you people. She does not want to be found. She doesn't. So he gets her phone number. He leaves her a message. Please contact me. Please, I'm desperate. And... Andrew comes in, says, Diana Payne has only been on the record for like the past three years. Before that, she didn't exist. So that means she has taken an identity that doesn't exist. Right. Nate then breaks into Diana's hotel room and begins looking for any clues. He almost gets out, but she comes in. He sees a planner. He has to kind of bury it. He lures her to have sex with him and then escapes after while she's in the bathroom with her planner. Okay. Yes. This is so just The ridiculous. sex scene. Ugh. He, they're, they finish. Or so we hope and think. Both <laughs> we don't parties, know. Both we parties, don't know. we hope we're happy. <laughs> they're under a blanket. He jumps out he with literally just pants on. pulls his pants right up. He has pants on. So did he just whip it out? He must have just whipped it out over the pants. But it's like you're I'm, in a hotel room. Or through the pants. Yeah. I don't know. That just really like it got just, to me. Unrealistic sex always makes me just so confused i'm just like where's the condom what are you doing do you you have to pee like she peed though she did pee that was very realistic it was so realistic (laughs) always pee after sex because of utis utis you don't want to get a uti knows what's up or whatever her name is whatever her name is so he anyway he grabs this is not her first rodeo right he grabs a planner He's like, Chuck, I gotta go. Chuck's calling me. What would we even be in there? Just looking for anything? I think he's just desperate for anything that had to do with her. And so he took it. She would know he took it. Right. She caught him snooping. So when it's missing. She did catch him snooping. Yeah. So so when she knows it's missing, she's She's gonna be like, it was Nate. Duh. 
Yeah. So he takes the planner. Nate arrives home and Chuck announces, yeah, I think I do want to have a relationship with my mom. I've molded over. And he's like, before you do that, let me show you what Elizabeth has sent me. So it's a picture of Elizabeth physically pregnant around the time that Chuck was born. So she can conceive unlike everyone says she couldn't. And uh, Jack probably paid Diana to lie, but they're under, they're like, why would Jack do that? And then Chuck notices that in the picture of Elizabeth while pregnant, there is a man's arm with a tattoo. And he's like, that's not my dad's Bart's tattoo. I know that that's Jack's tattoo. And then he questions, well, maybe this whole thing is just really a facade so that I don't find out that Jack Bass is actually my real father. <laughs> it's so comical. The fact that he we have to that that those words came out of his mouth is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So then and then again, it could just be someone else donating blood. Like right. Diana could just be hired Anyone, to have blood type. Well, Diana could have just had the same blood type. Why do we even have to spin it that oh maybe Jack Bass is my father? And like, also, what? okay, let's say Elizabeth is pregnant in that photo. And that could be Jack's arm, but what if it's just like the uncle touching the belly? Right. I mean, that's like weird. he could just be like, "Hey, my my nephew or niece is in yeah. there." Yeah. Right. There's so many ways this can go. There's so many ways. It's so funny. There's so many ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's under my summary. I just wanted to uh, shout out Maria who sent us her thoughts on this episode. She's actually only in season two of our podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, but wanted to say hi for this week's episode because uh, they were saying how the last, these past two seasons have been so uberly soap opera which is- They are. So true. And the whole Lola cousin sister situation and Nate with yet another older woman seems awfully familiar to her being that she's on season two now with the uh, the other older woman. What was uh-huh. her name? You know, played by- the one. Matchin. Matchin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's just funny. Uh, many of our listeners told us that Chuck plays squash with Lord Marcus, so thank you to... Yes, thank you for... for everyone bringing that to our attention. We that. couldn't figure it out. Uh, thank you all. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be with our patron, Will. Our Will's treat Woo! is live tonight, so just stay tuned for that. We're on. We're on. Will, I'm so hey, excited. <laughs> so, how are you? We're we're very we're very well. Thank you. Hope you're doing well. Yes, I'm doing because great. Because we're gonna get a Will's treat. I am so excited for a live so Will's treat. Not to tease. Mm-hmm. Um, but last time you were on was beginning of season four. We were just discussing this off bike. It's been a year. I'm so happy that you got to be on another episode of Three Gossip Girls. This is awesome. So welcome Me back. Me too. And honestly, this episode, what, 521? Um, my last episode was Goodbye Columbia. And the fact that, I mean, I don't know when they left college and started doing their own things. But um, it's not been determined, I don't think. Maybe it was that episode. So maybe I'm like the link between their college days and uh, I don't even know what they're doing now. 
No, none of them are really doing anything. They're not really doing anything. <laughs> Except Padge. Just, yeah, yeah, Dan's writing, writing a book. And Nate owns the spectator, I guess. Spectator. Spectator. Yeah, so so they're doing okay. Blair, she's in limbo. Serena is always in limbo. She can never get it together. Well, and now she has William there, and that's like, that's her kryptonite. Whenever he's there, she just goes off the rails even more than she usually does. So, yeah, you're so, you're so right. And we were saying in the top half, like her, her actions are justified, at least in this episode, because imagine finding out all in one episode that, I mean, basically that your mom, you know, paid off this nurse and your father is has a baby out of wedlock with someone else. And then your and cousin. he's lying to you. Yeah, yeah, and he's been lying to you. And then he wants to have a relationship with said sister cousin. It's just messed up. So Whose name is Lola? Whose name is oh. Lola, but actually really not her name. Her name is Charlotte, Charlotte. which is so cute. Yeah. She I fits Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Right? I feel like she doesn't fit Lola. No. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know her. I don't we don't know her. We don't her. really know her. Yeah, she her character is not doing it. This I feel season. like that should have been Carol Rhodes's nickname. I feel like that's a very like 80s Duran Duran mm. nickname. Yeah. Lola. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I have um, a question for you too. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, before no, we go. Because I've been thinking about this a lot and um I need to talk to somebody else about this because let's do it. Whenever I like think about Gossip Girl too much in my head and I don't have anyone else to talk about, I'm like, why am I thinking about this? This is so stupid, but I just want to talk to somebody about it so I can not think about this ever again. <laughs> I want to posit a question to you two. Is Lily Vander Woodson the villain of season five? And I'm not talking about like antagonist or whatever. Is she the villain of season five? Yeah, I'd have to say she probably we, is. We were talking about this and how she is evil and she's or is she turning evil? I don't want her to go that way. And yet I still really like her, which doesn't yeah. mean you can't like a villain. Right. But yeah. especially in this episode. But you understand her. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about Lily? Uh I don't think she cares enough about her marriage. She's kind of put her marriage on autopilot. She has never really put, yeah, she puts her kids first, but this whole will thing, it's more about her and her mom and her trying to screw over her sister, I think, more than anything else. And I don't, I mean, I think she rightfully should be in her apartment. And I think that that was a horrible move. Um, And again, it's so, it's so hard to keep track of who actually orchestrated what part of this, like, plan to get Lily out of her apartment because there's like four or five characters who talked to who did Carol have a deal with I Chivy who had a deal with William who it's too convoluted but um, I think she's just basically kind of curling up in her own little ball and she's like a little like a, a porcupine and all her needles are coming out and like hitting everybody in her life and I don't know you know I don't know what's going on with I don't like her right now. Yeah. I really don't. Right. I don't I don't like her. I wish she would do better and I feel mm-hmm. terrible for Rufus. Now, how do you feel about what Rufus did for Chivy? Do you think it was right or wrong of him to have put her up in the hotel? I think that's his metro card tendencies coming out. Mm-hmm. I think that he sees what this Upper East Side world does to um to people who aren't used to it 
Um, you see Vanessa, you see Rufus, you see Scott, his Ah. kid who he doesn't talk to probably because, I mean, I think if he would have found like Scott as a long lost kid and he wasn't in the Upper East Side, like that's like the only location in his, in like the whole world where Rufus would turn his back on his kid. Right. Right. Because we don't Mm -hmm. see him having any like interaction in the show. So we have to, you know, basically, you know agree that it's canon that he doesn't have a relationship with his kid anymore. And I think in any other circumstance he would. Mm -hmm. So I think he sees Chivy as basically either being infected or being hurt by the Upper East Side as a whole. And like Lily is the embodiment of the Upper East Sides and she's his wife. So I think that he feels this powerful pull to help her, even if it doesn't make sense. And even if it kind of does go against their marriage, I think Lily's right. When she says that, like, you're going behind my back, this isn't trustworthy. I don't like this. I think she's justified, but then she, she literally can't understand a world where someone needs money. So she couldn't understand Chivy's concerns at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure Lily's the right one to be speaking about the moral or ethics of it. She can really only speak to the marital side of it. I think. Yeah, that's a great point. It's something that we've been seeing time and time again with her. And she kind of just wants to dismiss, oh, I did that. Let's dismiss it. But you did this thing and you should apologize for it. And they both were saying earlier, like, neither of them really apologized because they don't feel that they were probably wrong. Yeah. And so this, this power struggle is not really working out anymore like rufus feels like he is at his wit's end with the way that i guess the way that lily manipulates yeah the situations and it's always financial what's his incentive to ever go into the upper east side apartment again the way that like lily's acting why would he's right maybe like to hang out with vanya that might be the only reason to stay there (laughs) vanya loves when mr rufus comes i know it's so cute Yeah, he was really missing him. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Lufus at this moment. I kind of feel like, yeah, Rufus, you should get out of this marriage. What are we going to do with him? Nothing. Nothing. He, he He's a doormat. And I think he's just going to hopefully just not get, sh- like, you know, mud caked on his doormat. You know, mm-hmm. right. Maybe like wash him off. Maybe use him as like a, a small rug. Yes, that'd be nice. Because they're just putting him right in the middle of like Fifth Avenue and letting him, like just, pretty much everyone in his life just walks on it. It's a mess. It is. And it's like, yeah, it's, I was just about to say something for the next episode, so I won't. But <laughs> you can just see, even in the next episode, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling about this season? I mean, we're close to the end, so... I mean, when we talked to you season four, I mean, I can't say enough how much I love season four. Yeah. This season, how do you feel about it overall? Um, we had a listener write in that they felt this is like the most soap opery, one of the most soap opery seasons of the show. Yeah, this season, I think that it's just too many things going on with too many people. I think we talked about in the beginning of season four, they cut out a bunch of main characters and then replaced them. Like for every character they cut out, they replaced them with two characters who would fill up their time. And I just don't think that that was effective for the type of plots that they were doing. Like if you have five people in on the spectator plot, you have like, 
you know, Nate, his grandpa, Serena, you have um, Diana, you know, that's just like one little thing, but every single ABC plot line has like five people who are um, invested in it. And in season one and two, it was like Dan and Serena, Blair and Chuck. It was all these like, you know, they're, they're building these plots around two or three people and then characters would filter in and out. And then at the end, they'd all come together at some type mm-hmm. of party or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like the parties seem contrived more than ever. I mean, they've always been contrived, but the parties seem more contrived than ever. Um, we've already done this. Oh, I, I'll say something for the next episode. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we've already done basically every single type of party that they've had in season five is just like replicating some type of event they've done in season four, three, two, and one. Yeah. Um, and the characters aren't interesting or dynamic enough to make them interesting. So it's just kind of like they're recycling material, but not in a clever way. So that's yeah. kind of the worst that, that that's like the death knell for any show like this is yeah. When they're doing that. And I think it's, it's a travesty because frankly, I think that these gossip girl characters, although they're, vapid in there you know some of the worst embodiments of like capitalism and <laughs> whatever you know that 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 we have they're really dynamic and interesting characters more than other teen drama shows i've seen and i just wish that sometimes that like the writing in season five would write up to them instead of writing them down like mm-hmm. serena is abhorrent at this point yeah even though she may not do things horribly, like maybe she'll have an episode where like she does the right thing. She's so annoying. And I can't stand her. And I'm, you know, with Mike and, you know, the Sag army, I'm still strong. Um, no. But I think that I think that the Sag <laughs> army would like to just strike season five from our argument. Like, oh, no, season five didn't right, doesn't count. Don't count that. Don't count season five because she's and, and Lily. It's like the whole I think the Vander Woodson clan generally um has taken such a bad term and this whole season is around them and they're like the worst collection of if you could like do all the family characters they're the worst family which maybe that's where the drama comes from but they're like it's horrible and when the writing's bad and then you have the worst characters being the center of your whole season that's that's a recipe for having a bad season yeah a recipe for disaster so yeah this season just just not hitting it. And I was telling Michelle off mic that this episode got 99,000 views. I mean, compared to the rest of the seasons and their episodes, like, you know, we were going in the millions and then we're it's it's so it's, it's very apparent that something is not connecting to the audience anymore. They're losing interest in what they're watching. Well, this story, especially in this episode, is so messy. I said mm-hmm. it to list as a joke, but it just feels like there's a board of ideas and they just took a dartboard and they're like, yep, let's do that. Let's do that. We're not mm-hmm. even going to think about it. Yeah. It's such, it, it's just, and it's very crammed. It, it's like nothing happened, but yet so much happened. <laughs> and it's just, what is, what's going on? Which way are we going? And, and, and even besides the plot, there were some things that they said in there that were just so untrue to what happened in, in uh, previous seasons, like Blair. She was talking about that she was in other people's shadows. And I'm like, well, maybe because like the whole Louis thing turned sour and yeah, the Chuck thing turned sour, but like she's been in the spotlight forever. How is right. she in the shadows? She's on the front page of every New York magazine for like a season and a half. And she's has agency. She decided to be with Louis over Chuck. 
she decided to do all these things. And I feel like when they say, like Blair says, I mean, it could be a true feeling that she says she's in other people's shadows. That could be a totally valid feeling. But we're looking at it in retrospect from everything that actually happened. Like if you look at the facts, like Blair's not in anyone's shadow. Blair is the star of the show. Blair is the person who's been on page six for, oh, because Serena's kind of been in the background. She's been doing her soul searching thing. She hasn't been, you know, she's been a nobody for about a season and right. change. I don't know how she's in other people's shadows. I just felt that was like disingenuous and different things like that throughout the thing where it's like, I don't know. I feel like they're disconnected from their characters and the heart of their characters a little bit. Yeah, Michelle made a good point earlier. She was saying how the whole pair relationship is Blair kind of realizing that Padge was lowbrow and he was safe and therefore she could be her powerful highbrow self and like overstep his personality. But now that he's shining above her, it's kind of like completely. Like subconsciously, like obviously she didn't choose this for that specific reason. Yeah. But it just was interesting, like, you know, the psychological aspect of why did I choose this person? Is it because that I, is it because I love him or is it because I felt like I could be my true self with him or because of him? So what do you think about that? I think it's the true self thing. I mean, when she first started to declare her love for him, or I guess not even love, but her like for him. Yeah. Um, she said, it's because you were there for me, because you understood me, yeah. because there are parts of myself that I couldn't show to other people, like, or, you know, Louis, even Chuck, like Chuck may know something, but like, he probably didn't go to the theater and watch a three hour, like Polish, like film, but right. Dan would actually go and do that. Um, and I think that, again, that's why I think they're losing the heart of it. It's like, I'm not sure I can understand Blair feeling like that, but that's not what you've set up. I think that it was just a convenient way for us to be like, oh, Blair's still here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because she's been kind of her relationship. I think after the the 516, where she officially divorces uh, or like she's going, um, she was going to go to Dominica and they have the whole episode in the airport. Yes. I think that the story swung to the uh, Vander Woodson family after that episode. Um, where Lola comes back in the picture and things get stirred up again. And so I think that this episode, this plot line was trying to reestablish that like Blair's still struggling from this thing in the middle of season five. I don't know. Again, I can't even explain it because I'm kind of disinterested. (laughs) Do you think showing these characters struggle makes them relatable though, even though they are not relatable characters, but as you are, in your young 20s, in your teens, even in your 30s, right? You're always trying to find yourself. So this part of to see them struggle, we can relate to them in a weird way. I don't know because I've never... (laughs) You know yourself so well, Will? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) The crux of her trying to discover her emotions is based off this like little feature in a gossip column. And I don't know if that's, I guess I'm not that, but again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm so far removed from that experience that I don't think I can relate. I can, I can relate to the emotion. So it's good to see them struggle. I agree with you, 
but I can't relate to their struggle because um, I've never even been written about no less like Mm -hmm. on a, on a gossip mag. So why would I feel bad for her that she's basically, you know, and honestly, like to go away from the Blair part of it, like Dan never, ever asked for to be on the, you know, he never put it in Blair's face. He never even mentioned it. He's not making that comparison. He's not, if he put it forward and was like, Hey, look at this magazine thing. Even if it was innocent, I could understand Blair kind of acting the way she did. So there's the emotion part. I like to see her struggle because she, I think her emotions are some of the most interesting emotions because Serena's emotions are just unbearable to, (laughs) to, to, to kind of process. But it's the fact that her actions time and time again, like to undermine Dan at a big career thing. Like what if Dan, like uh, Blair was trying to get a fashion uh, job and she was speaking in front of a bunch of designers, or maybe she was, uh, you know, when she was acting in that thing and she was acting in front of a bunch of people and Dan just like hijacked her whole thing. He would never hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. The gospel girl community would be like, Dan's such an asshole. Look at Dan, white man doing the funnest thing. Right. <laughs> and they would be right. And Dan's done that before with certain people and he should be criticized for that. But Blair's doing the same thing. And I think it's because we all love Blair so much that we can't be critical of her. Like, but that was an asshole move. Oh, like, yeah. That was, was, that was bad. But I, it just shows how insecure she is. Like yeah. She is spiraling. And because yeah. of the Louis, I don't think she's actually healed. She has gone from the whole Louis situation and then dealing with Chuck back and forth. And then Pat, like, she needs to be single. She needs to not deal with any guy or love interest and work on herself because she keeps trying to fix herself while competing well, yeah. with feeling like she's in the shadow of the man she's with or her best friend, Serena, because she, you know, has always said she's in the shadow of Serena, even though she has always been Queen B. Right. It's funny because we hear that from day one. Oh, I've been in Serena's shadow my whole life. Right. Mm. But you don't actually see it. It's just how she so feels. So it's just how she feels. It's just yeah. generally like, well, how do I take that away from her if that's how she feels? But as the audience, you don't see it. Right. You think this is Blair's world and everyone just lives in it. She's Queen yeah. B. But that is kind of how it is. And yeah. she needs to feel that way. It's just like this trait that she keeps battling with like oh I don't need this but I actually do need this mm-hmm. for some validation for her yeah and this is where validation this is another thing this has come to another question is I think she could still be with Dan because you're you're saying that like she needs to be single and I think that that would like be the most ideal thing for her to to get through this but say she's with Dan if she only had Eleanor there they totally wrote Eleanor out of the show. Mm. And I feel like, like, let's just take the OC. Whenever Ryan, Seth, et cetera, was having a crisis, they could come get some words of advice, work through it. And Eleanor generally has been kind of a fountain of, you know, advice for Blair. Like sometimes she rejects her and then she has like mommy issues. But a lot of times Eleanor is like a good mom who gives her solid advice and sticks by her, her daughter. Yeah. Why is Eleanor not there? Are we just yeah. supposed to see... Blair like kind of like kind of like hang on the line just struggle the whole time why can't she have some advice from um Eleanor especially when the storylines so like I mean all of Blair's storylines um since the Louis thing have just been basically her and Dan yeah her discovering things with Dan so if it's that compact and they don't have to write a bunch of characters into her storylines 
Why can't they just have her have a couple pop-ins with Eleanor? Yeah, or just any, I don't yeah, understand any that phone call. Even a just phone anything. call. It didn't yeah. even have to be, you know, the Margaret on the other line. It could just be her talking to her mom and yes mom i talked this over i feel better thank you for listening to me i feel validated you know anything Mm -hmm. but they don't they don't do it and i i wonder if that's just because they felt like we wanted to just like you said like we're focusing on the vanderwood since the season it's not really blair's season and well it was when you think it was it it was in the beginning the first half was her and louis and you yeah, know, everything because they were the setting wedding. up the whole secret aspect. It was kind of the the Vandervoodsons were like a, a a dormant volcano, and then yeah. after Louis came, then they just exploded. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's put a hood on the <laughs> yeah, volcano. Let's, let's just keep it buried. We don't need to yet. actually. <laughs> yeah, because I remember yeah. when we were discussing the wedding, which was like the mid season finale at that point. Uh, everyone was like, the, the series, the season's going to change so much. You're not even going to feel like you're watching the same season. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, well, it's kind of the same because we have the Chivy stuff. And But now now I truly feel like it, I can't believe this is the same season where we started. Blair was, you know, engaged to Louis and her and Chuck back and forth. And now it's like Blair. It's been Blair and Dan for so many weeks. I mean, even in my notes, it's so easy for me to compact the little bit of Blair and Dan because they're not really involved with what's going on mm-hmm. with the rest of the cast. So, yeah, I do feel like it does t- it does take a turn and where the beginning of the season was so Blair heavy and us finding out stuff about Blair and Louis with this very secretive Chivy, Ivy, Lola stuff going on that yeah. has now come to the surface. So, like, yes, the Vanderwoodsons have basically taken on the last half and that's where I feel like it's not as good. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. not as exciting for me because even they're though unlikable this, yes and even though this secret and i've said this time and time again like this secret should have been like oh my god mm-hmm. and i was like Meh. i don't know even the diana stuff Meh. <laughs> yeah it was you know? and uh it, the the one character i think my least favorite character in this whole entire show is carol rhodes oh, she is oh, just awful. awful and Again, this is them being so disconnected from their characters. When 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 they had the flashback, she was like the hero of that episode. She was mm-hmm. so cool. She was a great older sister. And it's like they did a, a, a what is it called? Um, they like almost like rewrote the history. Yes. And basically made Carol to be her villain. It's like, yeah, you could turn sour. You could struggle as they grow up as adults. That's totally reasonable. But like Carol was in her 20s. Lily was like 18 or 17. She was like a high school senior, I think. Um, And she's like, honestly, she's giving me like Jimmy Cooper vibes. Like, okay, she's probably cool. But like all of her decisions, she seems like a horrible mother. Like, I don't, it seems like her and Lola, Lola had a normal-ish upbringing. Right. But seeing how she's acting now, she, I would assume her, how she's acting now to be like the worst mother. Ever. I don't know how they're like, oh, uh, ret- retconning this. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how they're doing this because she was so cool in season two. Now she's like, she's horrible. She's a horrible woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. I know. And I feel like maybe we'll get that story. I don't know if you can confirm mm-hmm. for me. Do we get any confirmation or it's just kind of like we did a role reversal to help the storyline what we wanted it to be? 
in the latter part of this Besides series. Besides the end of, honestly, season six is blank. Although as I watch it, I'll probably remember more of it. I know how the show ends and that's it. Yeah. After season, I I remembered everything till the season five finale in those 10 episodes on the back end. Only the like a blur. Do I remember anything from? So maybe that's <laughs> not even a good sign. I don't know. I don't want to spoil. Okay. You know, all right we'll just find out it's fine it's fine yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so to go back to the pair so are you liking this relationship now you you said you're team sag are you hating the fact that serena and dan are not together or do you like pair what's the scoop i personally think and this is how i felt when i first watched it i think they should have been a one true pair Partially because you see how antagonistic they are through the first couple seasons. Um, They are just, but they have this like witty, like repartee. And every single time Blair discovers that Dan's on her level in some way or another, it's, she has that like little smile or that Mm. little twinkle in her eye. Like, Oh, this dude. Okay. Even though she won't ever admit it and she won't tell him. And I just think that like, Based on the like the character types, I don't think that they're one to prepare. I think, you know, Dan kind of lusting over Serena and that being like his Cinderella is probably more of like a soap opera drama like type that we maybe more readily accept in the US is like that's how it should be. But I think that Dan and Blair have the best like story arc relationship. And even like I think even the Blair and Chuck people, people who like that relationship, I don't think that you can, anyone can reasonably say that like they have a good relationship arc. Maybe they're meant to be with each other personality wise, but like Chuck has used and abused her in multiple seasons, not just season one, multiple seasons, used and abused her. And um, she has, but they have the, you know, the whole trick and game thing. So I, I don't know. I like Dan and Blair as character arc relationship more than any other pair, but I don't think that their personality types are the most compatible, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like I agree with that. Yeah, I also agree Yeah, yeah. with that. Yeah, I don't know. Love it. All right. Well, going to some questions. Mike asks, if you were on the writing team and the network had just told you they wanted a musical episode of Gossip Girl, which season and plot would you put the music episode with? <laughs> oh, easy. I hate musical episodes. <laughs> easy. Uh, they would take a trip to Germany because they would be saving Chuck from some type of, uh, you know, when uh, Jack saved him from Thailand. Or like Giuseppe Chuck when they saved him from France. I feel like Chuck has been saved more from like foreign countries more than any any other character. And I think this time he's like in some scheme in Munich and it's the sound of music. Oh my God. Serena is, uh, or like Lily is Julie Andrews and uh, Dan is the, the officer or whatever. And they all kind of do like the sound of music thing. And like all the children are like all the little characters, like Vanessa and Jenny and Eric and <laughs> they all kind of come together. And um, That's funny. the hills are alive with the words of gossip. 
There you oh, go. So cute. So like that? cute. That's a great answer. I, I wish that. mine was creative. I don't really have one. I feel like a good one would have been the, actually the episode that we had Anna on, The Age of Dissonance with the play. I feel like oh, they yeah. could have spun that with a musical somehow. As a cop out. Just make yeah, that well, that's a musical. Yeah, that's what my cop out is because I can't. That's a top five. I don't know. I, I can't forget if you did this for the OC at Wonder Hill, like a really long retrospective, like ranking, like when you're all done with Gossip Girl. Um, I would personally be interested in hearing you guys do like a, it could be even like hour or two hour podcast talking about like, you know, best ah, episodes, best seasons, best all that. I'd be super interested in you guys talking about that, but age of dissonance. I think I've referenced it multiple times, mostly because of Miss Carr, but Yes, Ms. it's Carr. one of my. It's a top five episode of the whole series. I think it was mm-hmm. a great episode. I laughed a lot. I don't remember it. You don't? No, it was... I know Miss Carr because you, you don't know. remember Nelly Yuki in the fat suit. Yeah, and Nate just being like calling out. Who was he even calling out? Serena or Blair? Serena like, or is that when Blair. they all go rogue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all go rogue. Yeah, and like they yeah. just keep like yeah. Yeah. admitting things. Like, I thought it was so vaguely. funny. I mean, you know, you watch it once, you talk about, it, you move on. Like I. If we were to Ms. do Tyler that, I'd Dan have to have rewatch sex in the box so, yeah. closet. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yes. Um definitely we'll definitely do a bonus episode yeah. of some sort with that. Okay. I, okay. I feel like we have to go back to the beginning because it's been a mm-hmm. long, long time. I have to. Long yes. time. Um, Mike and Jess want to know who do you actually think are Chuck's parents? Is it Bart? I mean, Is it Jack? Is it Elizabeth is a Diana. Can we just <laughs> call him a Dunkle? Like, yes, we've dubbed we've dubbed Jack and William Dunkles. Dunkles. Dad Uncle. Yes. <laughs> Dunkle Will and Dunkle Jack. Dunkle Will. And I'd rather Jack. just think of them like that. I think Bart is his dad. And I have no fucking clue. Who the mom is? I don't know. I I said this earlier, like, it could be Elizabeth, and that could have just been Jack's arm being like, hey, that's my nephew in there. It could be. That'd be weird, but, I mean, you know, it could be. And Diana, who the fuck knows? I think think it's Bart for the dad. Bart, I think it's Bart. (laughs) I think they dropped the ball in the mom thing. I don't care who his mom is. It's so convoluted at this point. It doesn't even matter, right? He's had, like, three moms. He know. went from no moms to all the moms. All the moms. <laughs> yes. all no the moms. parents. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we parents. find out that like Lily is his it's, mom. Right? I was and, like she right? and like she's been secretly like yes. taking him as uh her ward and like molding him and <laughs> right. you know. Although I I I I can tell you now that that's not the truth for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but I could see that being something that could have actually been written into the show. Yeah, I don't know who the mom is. But I, I mean, Lily is his adoptive mother, yeah. so she yeah, will, so I guess she true. really That's is his, his mother. Mom. Yes, yes, you yes, know. Yeah. Um, do you think Chivy, William, and Carol are on the island? No, none of them. Uh no, actually, I can confirm none of them are on the okay. island. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yes, he need he needed to know. Yes. Kim says, okay, the Rufus and Lily storyline is pissing me off. Someone needs to teach Lily the definition definition of equals. At least Dan knows what equals means. My question is, what the heck is happening with everybody? This is for all storylines. Seriously, what is happening? 
<laughs> Welcome to our podcast where we're discussing what the fuck is going on. No I one think knows. that was a rhetorical question. I yes. think that we, I, I think that that question alone gives the answer. That, exactly. That's the theme of this episode. I also yeah. feel like when it comes to Nate and Lola or wh- whatever's happening, I, especially with Nate, this season has been real rough for Nate. Um, I feel like it's taking us like, a hundred steps just to get to like the one thing we could have just done. He's like, well, then I need to research Diana. And then Andrew Tyler comes in. Well, I have to find out how she, she relates to Jack, to Jack Bass. I have to find out. It's like, we could have just like, just told us like, yeah, we could have just gotten there sooner. I I don't know. I feel like we're wasting time. I just want Nate to be at Columbia. I want him to be sleeping with his professor and that just be his whole thing. And like, the professor's connected somehow to somebody and that's his whole storyline. That'll be more interesting than the spectator thing. I feel like Serena, maybe the spectator should have just been like a Serena vehicle. Yeah. And yeah. her kind of running the spectator or being like a worker at it. Uh, and then Nate kind of so like, I really wish they could have just had Nate be a true fifth wheel and just show him in. They always try to shoo him in at weird times and they're not yeah. invested in him as like a true fifth character. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, so I don't, <sighs> he's been off my radar for me caring about what's going on with him for a long time. So a very long time. I mean, and, haven't we, keep, don't we keep saying we yeah. want stuff for him and then we get, but then stuff we get and stuff we don't like it because, so I, because they don't care when they give him something, they don't really works. put full yeah. effort in it. And so we start off this season with him, getting this job but it's also through his grandfather and then he has this affair whatever with diana but then she's using him but then she says but i still have feelings for you I'm like yeah mm, do you though i don't think so <laughs> i really don't think so i think you just no you like we, yeah. what you said last week yeah. <laughs> diana's thing it's like how is she both connected to like the older vanderbilt and connected to Jack Bass. So she's connected to the Bass family and right. the Vanderbilt family. Right. Which it's like, you would think that that would come up far earlier, like season one, where yeah. she's in both of their lives. Because obviously she has some connection to Jack. I don't think we know the full connection yet. Uh, we'll find that out. Um, but it's like, she does have also this connection to the Vanderbilts. And it's like, how is she? how is she so connected to everything in this world? And we're only seeing her now. Yeah. She and should she have been that. present beforehand. Yeah. And she knew that producer that Serena was working for. Oh, yeah. Jane, her boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's uh, what do they call it? Uh, Deweese ex uh, machina. Like, they're just using her as basically the connective point. The change. But yeah. it doesn't make any sense for her. She should have been a connective point in five plot lines in four different seasons if she was the connection between the basses and the. Uh, and the uh, captain's family, right? Yeah, it's, that's yeah. so true. There, it, it, yeah, it's all just this is convenient for us now. Let's add it in to connect everything. But it just it is it's just all too convenient. Like for the audience, you're sitting back and saying, "Well, that's convenient that she also is working for the spectator, but also knows the grandfather, but also knows the basses." Yeah. Like it's just all too yeah. convenient. It just doesn't. And it's it's what makes it a soap opera even more than a mm-hmm. drama at this point. It's like, yeah, yeah there's always there, there's always convenient characters. We have like a, a suspension of, you know, uh, belief or whatever. Um, 
kind of coming into the show, but when they get so blatant and so bad with it that you notice it, it's like, this is. Right. Then it makes it, you don't really want to, to watch it and continue it. I'll still watch it because I'm on the train. Um, I'm on, I'm on the Dan train. I'm on the Blair train. I can't get off until we hit the station. So Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm also on the pear train. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jess wants to know, who do you think Diana Payne really is? If this is an alias that was just created three years ago. <laughs> I know. I it's like, know. how do you even predict anything? She's actually, that. well, I mean, if you watched Austin Powers, you know that she's like a sex robot who's right. like a, a super mm-hmm. spy. So actually, exactly. I think she's like a British super yeah. spy with guns coming out of different places. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah, I don't know. Some way, I, I, on, I have like no words. What about her relationship with Jack? What does that mean? Well, he's paying her, right? Yeah. He's like paying her for what? To get what information? What is he paying her for? You'll find out. It is. You'll find out. I've ex. Next week you'll find out. You'll find out next week. I didn't want to say it, but you'll find out. You'll find out next week. Much (laughs) most of it next week. I like to give her a little Easter eggs. Good. Well, because you 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 had us watch it. You had us watch five twenty two. So in my head, I'm trying to separate. I know. I'm sorry because because I watched them back to back. So I'm trying to separate. Like, okay, don't want to say what happened in the next episode because the next episode I'll tell you is. A lot of the questions that you've had about what's going on this season mm-hmm. are answered next episode. I'm very yes. excited for yes. that. Um, so in next week's episode, it's actually we're recording it like two days from now. Yeah, it's early. scheduling. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure everyone got questions and comments yeah. and if that's what they wanted. And I know it's also confusing me because I also watched it. I've watched it twice now. And I'm like, wait, what do I know? Where do I yeah. where do I stop talking? Yeah, 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 so yeah. I just want her to watch it already. So we I'm can talk about watch it. it tonight and then watch it again <laughs> to take notes because I need to understand what the hell. Yeah, no, definitely about. do that. Watch it and then watch it again to take notes. Yeah. Well, I'll, because- I'll uh, put a plug in the Patreon. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you can join our Discord and you can have a conversation with it sooner. We can have a conversation maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow after you watch the episode. Oh my my, OMG, what's going on? (laughs) I can't wait. You can only do that if you join the Patreon. Yes. Thank you, Will, for that plug. So adorable. Yes, thank you. you. Okay, so Vic says, if you could bring Maureen back, Will, what kind of storyline would we have for her? Oh, she would be number one. She'd be number one on the call sheet. She would get all the big roles. No, honestly. She'd be number one on the call sheet. I think realistically, Maureen should have had a, should have had an affair with Nate. And then Nate and Trip should have had like an old standoff where they kind of go at each other. That could have even like circumvented the whole Diana thing. Uh, She could have gone away because then it could have been about the three Vanderbilts, you know, William, Tripp, and Nate. And then that would have brought Nate into the forefront. They could have kept the spectator. Mm. And Tripp could have tried to undermine his work at the spectator. And William basically, like, we don't know whose side he's on. Is he on Tripp's side? Does he support Tripp and trying to take down Nate? Or does he support Nate and he's going to, like, bury Tripp? And it's all because Nate slept with Maureen. Very I think that nice. would have been very interesting. See, I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Vic yeah. wants to know where you get your cre- creativity from. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't 
think about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so creative. But <laughs> uh, but um, I think I like to I like to do like song parodies and prompt song parodies, kind of like Michael sister. Scott in The Office, except not just like weird uh... or like about farts or something. But like, <laughs> I like to do those. I like to write. I like to um, I read a lot of like pop culture analysis. So like uh, Chuck Klosterman or other people who like try and think about like pop culture comparatively. And so I like to think about like how different things in pop culture compare to each other, like uh, analogies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's just from that, because I'm not creative on all topics. I think it's just like maybe music and sports and uh, teen dramas. That may be the only thing that I can like get my like creative juices flowing. Yeah. I mean, it's beneficial for us. Yes, we get we a appreciate Will's treat. it. Yes. Uh, yes. I know. We only have like, what, ele- like 13 more Will's treats. Oh, I know. But, but then we, still we, still have we still have a drink corner. corner. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a, a Talking Texas Forever special. Yeah, Check it, it out yes. if you like Please the show. Do. Um, some predictions for you, Michelle. What do you think William is going to do? And not William that we have here. Oh, I think William is going to keep the money for himself. But because he's power of attorney, correct? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, but he'll hook. She's he'll hook, signed it right away. He will hook Lola up. So I think he'll send up some kind of Yeah, why do we think... That William, now I'm just, I don't honestly know, but William was going to give the money to Lily to take care of Lola. Why couldn't he just keep the money with power of attorney and take care, taking care of Lola? I don't think Carol would have signed it over to Lily because she hates Lily. Right? So maybe her and William and Lily made a deal and Carol trusts William. Right. And maybe William has some incentive to work with Lily. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been kind of fully fleshed out yet. Right, right. But if William is power of attorney over, it was is it just Carol's half? Then he has full power of it, right? Yeah. So then, then he's going to sign it over to her before she called him. And again, Lily, no tact. She can't read the situation. Like, <laughs> right? Right. At the end. And he's like, basically, fuck it. I'm going to fly to JFK and keep the money. Or I mean, we, yeah. we don't know what he's going to do with the money yet, but, but I think he's not giving it to Willie right away. No, and no. He'll, I think we'll distribute it, if he can, to Lola. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Vic yeah. wants to know, Will, and um, I'm sorry if you've answered this question. I don't remember, but okay. how do you feel about Jenny and Vanessa as characters? Oh, yeah. You know, I think I've talked about them, but I haven't, like, done the full wrap-up. I think... Yeah, because they're basically gone. <laughs> you know, people people say that like Vanessa was written worse. Basically, they wrote her to kind of be corrupted. But I think that she was like the perfect character to be corrupted. Like they had to corrupt the kind of the most outsider, mm-hmm. innocent character. I mean, Vanessa's like not even from New York. Like she comes from like Vermont or something, and she comes in and. I think it was good to see her kind of spiral because that's like the corrosive effect of, of the Upper East Side and trying to live that life when you have no access to it. Like her parents have no. And I think it really shows that like your parents are th- maybe the number one way that you can get access to the Upper East Side and keep access in like that old money mm-hmm. sphere. Um, 
And Vanessa never had that. I mean, at least Jenny has the connection to Lily, right? Because like her connections in the Upper East Side sphere, you know, get her connected with Eleanor. She makes dresses and gets Mm -hmm. her connected to other things where even if she's on the outs with the characters of the Upper East Side, she's still able to like do her work and get her fashion work going and be in certain circles and live on the uh, Upper East Side when Rufus moves in with Lily. And so I actually find that like, I don't hate them as much, like looking on it at the whole show, I don't hate them that much. I think Vanessa's the most annoying and I think Jenny's the most like whiny and bratty of all the characters. But I actually think that like they, there's something about them that I can't hate because I know that they're struggling and they're struggling because they're put into situations that they don't have the skills to, 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 or the experience to really work through. So. So out of all of the characters, and if you ha- if we haven't met them yet, which I'm sure it's probably the case we still we have, but is Carol your least favorite character on the entire series? Carol's my my least favorite character on the entire series. Um, also, whoever fired Miss Carr, <laughs> whoever fired Miss Carr, and whoever that was, X X communicated her back to Iowa. That's oh it. God. She went. She went back to Iowa. So also, Trip. Trip's a bastard. Oh yeah, Trip's so he annoying. Sucks. His character sucked. He sucks. And he's so, so he's so. And again, this is like not in like a masculinity way, but he's so weak. Like he's a weak human. He's weak will. Yeah. He's just he not is. a strong person. But he's put in these positions where it's like he's given the world, and he's like the person least capable of like being in any situation he's in. He's not. You know, he doesn't understand the assignment at all. Like whatever assignment it is, he does mm-hmm. not understand it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely true. Right. Yeah. He's proven yeah. that time and time and time again. Yeah. And then there's Nate. Oh, my my cousin tried to kill me. Like how many times do you have to say it? We know Nate. <laughs> we don't care. That's what he's got. We were saying how he like he's trying to just make him like make the situation about him. Lola's like, I met my dad this morning. He's like, so weird. A similar situation happened to me with Chuck. It's like. Well, no, that was Chuck's situation, not yours. Yeah. You know your parents, so he's yeah. just that name. I just want the captain back. Yeah, because the captain I, I was like Cappy's the Jimmy on the Cooper. Island. Yeah, the captain right. was like the Jimmy Cooper. No, I, I mean, I, he's probably on the island, but I just yeah. want him back. I know. Yeah, at least give wow. Nate something with with the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last question for you, Michelle. Yeah. What's Lola gonna do with the with the password? Oh, she's becoming Gossip Girl. She's gonna be Gossip Girl XOXO. Yeah, I think we're gonna see her. Maybe she'll contemplate. Either I don't know. Will she threaten? Oh, maybe she'll use Gossip Girl to somehow the nail to get Carol mm. help with getting out of prison. Hmm. And spread like some it. rumors about the Vanderwoodsons. Or threaten Serena and be like, if you don't help me, this is what I'm going to do. Right. But if she gets know. money and she has the gossip, like if she gets money from William and has the gossip girl password, she's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because so far, all of her scheming hasn't really worked no, out very it's well. Pretty poor. So we'll see. She's like the anti Blair with the scheming. It's yeah, bad. she's not good at it. She's you know, not it's good. just not her thing. We're not yeah. all good schemers, so yeah, yeah. Will, do you have a treat that you'd like to share with with the world? 
I have a Will's treat. Um, I decided to do Gospel Girl characters as Friday Night Lights characters. Now, these are nice. only characters that have shown up in season one so far. Thank if you. If I could have done all the seasons, they would have changed a little bit. Can you send me that list if you already, if you could come up with it? Don't put too much work in it. I'm just curious. <laughs> okay. 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 If you did come up with it, yeah. she'd want to see it. I would want to see it. Yeah. Okay. Now, I did do like a kind of extended list. I added some people who we didn't see in the episode. That's okay. Uh, but all right, you ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay, gospel characters as Friday Night Lights characters. Blair is Tyra, the strongest ladies on the show who both have a jaded history with relationships. Nice. Dan is Matt, the lovable lower class riser who has issues with an absent mom. Very nice. Chuck Riggins, bad boy who has a relationship with the strongest woman on the show and pays others to do homework for him. Yes, that's very true. (laughs) Lila, uh, Serena, Lila. I mean, it's straight out of central casting. A tall knockout who's a bit annoying, but has a good heart. Yep, Yep. Yep. Nate street, a lovable athlete who isn't focused on academics right now. (laughs) Rufus. Now this is going to hurt coach Taylor. The moral center of the show if Gossip Girl had a moral center. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Yes. And he is the, he is the one that's dropping lessons down. Even if coach Taylor is a hundred times better than Rufus. Yeah. Um, Lily, buddy Garrity, <laughs> a person who pries into others affairs, makes backroom deals. Her upper East side social standing is buddy Garrity's Dylan Panthers. Yes. So good. Perfect. Eleanor. Uh, Corinna, the best mother on the show. Oh, yeah. Carol, voodoo. (laughs) Outsiders who come in and poke the hornet's nest. Uh, William Vanderbilt, Henry Saracen, absent father who make pop-in appearances to make their kids feel awful. Mm -hmm. Diana, Coach Mac McGill. You never know who they're really working for. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Lola Landry, a.k.a. Lance, <laughs> the outsider who gives perspective to the insiders, even helping a few along the way. Chivy, Smash Williams. <laughs> they will cheat and lie to get ahead, but you can't blame them. They're ultimately pretty likable and interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yes. Miss Carr. Julie Taylor. Ah! He deserves to be with Dan as much as Julie deserves to be with Matt. <laughs> wow. And Maureen, Tammy Taylor, perfection, plain and simple. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, who's he going to say Tammy? Who's going to be I Tammy? Know. I know. I was waiting for that. Tammy is pure perfection in my eyes. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Thank you, Will. That was amazing, Will. Yeah, I look forward to your, uh, your poetry corner. Mm. Yes. So good. So great. Thank you so much. They can now like hear my voice and do the Will Street, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They can hear I, your I don't voice know why they want to, but that is an option now. Yes. No, it's good to hear voices and you could put it to yeah, words. Yeah, you could put it to words. Yeah. For sure. I've got it like it, I oh, know I'm so weird. numb to hearing my voice <laughs> via Me too. <laughs> I absolutely despised it in the beginning i'm like oh 
God, can it get any worse than that? And now I'm just like, eh. You this get is used what, to this it. This is how I this sound. This is how I talk. Yeah. This is how I sound. Maybe if I had like a good mic with a pop screen, maybe I would mm. not. Maybe I'd like it a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still your own voice is like, mm. <laughs> it always not sounds pleasant. like not you. It always sounds like this is not me. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to feel that way. Now I'm like, no, nope. yeah, now we're numb to it. This is who I am and I have to accept it. Yeah. yeah. I think you two sound just fine over mics. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for joining us. Well, this, great episode. As always, is a treat. Every time we get to hear your world street and every time we get to talk to you and when you send your questions and I just, I love your perspective and I think this was a great episode. I'm not just trying to be biased or anything, but I think this is a great episode and we want to say thank you so much for joining us and thank you for supporting us. Yeah, of course. And thank you too. And, uh, after the show ends, we got Friday night lights, but, uh, I think I can confidently say that whatever you guys do, I'm on board. I'm on the train. Thanks, Will. Thank you so much, Will. It means so much to us. We appreciate it. Oh, we're back. Thank you, Will. I mean, don't you love him? We sure do. He is a delight. And great insight. So great. Yeah. Makes you think about things i never would have so quick on like the musical knew it right away even with just coming up with right yes that's a perfect example (laughs) because you asked me so many questions this episode and i just have no answers Uh, i know and that's how i feel some nights i'm like quick i really feel about predictions and i'm just real lost about these parents and it's, these dunkles it's these dunkles the dunkle the word dunkle is so funny it makes to me, me want dunkaroos Ooh, oh dunkaroos were you a vanilla and vanilla frosting or a chocolate and vanilla frosting or a chocolate and chocolate frosting no never chocolate chocolate uh, i think always vanilla i always did chocolate cookie vanilla frosting i enjoyed that too yeah oh what a treat mm. Do they it, make those? They actually, I recently saw something on YouTube. They were doing like um, a '90s throwback, like chal- mm-hmm. not a challenge, but like they were eating like push-up pops and just the stuff that you uh, ate in the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And they were talking about how Dunkaroos did come back. Wow. Yeah. So get them if you can. <laughs> get them. I would love to have some. Me too. Okay. Trivia: The episode title is based off the movie Despicable Me, which is a Pixar. I've never seen it. I don't think it's Pixar. It's not? Isn't the one with the minions? Yeah, but I don't think... It's not Disney, not Disney. Oh. No, I think that's at Universal. Oh, my mistake. When I went to Universal, I never saw Despicable Me, but I went on the minions like 3D thing, and all I learned was that minions love bananas. Oh, okay. So not Disney. I don't think But people Pixar. love that movie. Yeah, they do. And the minions. And the minions Gru, are cute. Which I also learned is like the mean guy's name who, plays, who Steve Carell plays. Yes, he's like from Transylvania... He's got like a Russian accent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, as I said earlier, this episode was watched by 99,000. Ouch. Wow. Ouch, ouch. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Besides Jack Bass, the list that Andrew Tyler shows Nate also includes the names Mark Padavina, Amy Flint, Catherwood, J.J. Geiger, Rachel Goodland, Cass, all of whom are editors on Gossip Girl. Okay. I was wondering who those names were. Yeah. We had some music by Anya Maria, Foxes, Sleigh Bells, Magic Wands, and Polly Pesh. 
Um, so I got a message on Instagram from Caitlin H. She wanted to let us know that Padge was actually growing out his hair for greetings from Jeff Buckley, playing Jeff Buckley. So during this time, he had to unfortunately grow out his hair. I will be less, I will be more kind to the fact that Me he had to do this for too. a role. I just, so I apologize, un- Penn Badgley. Yes. <laughs> and again, it's never, it's never Penn. Yeah, she, it took her a minute. It's always the character. It's where the I'm character. Like, Why are we doing this? But now that the actor is doing this for a role, I will not. We'll let it go. We'll let it go and hope that he just go. gets a haircut soon. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. What fashion did you like? Oh, I loved Blair's robe in the beginning. Me too. I loved it. We didn't know if it was a like robe a romper. or romper situation, but it was adorable. the The gown is just Gorgeous. stunning, stunning. I liked Lola's metal earrings. The drop earrings they look mm-hmm. very lightweight. I liked uh, Serena's shades of green pea coat. Yeah. I didn't like the scarf. No. But I loved the coat. Yeah. Uh, Chivy's hair color. She looks great in that hair color. I also liked, it almost looked like a teddy coat, but it wasn't. It was like a tweed gray pea coat. And yes. that looked really cozy. And Blair's green coat. Yeah, that was a nice coat too. Yeah. What about some quotes? Not the Dior. uh don't you know me at all i love reading bad things about my friends it's the only thing that makes me feel better about myself he's highbrow and i'm lowbrow that's too bad because if you can only see what i see she's still royalty to me why is it that i don't believe you i smell a scheme when i see one that's all i have that's all i have all right, it's time for an MVP and shittiest. You saw my list. She couldn't decide. It's crossed out. I had many contenders. Yeah, I'm just going to... My answer is like, okay, it's not my favorite, but... Yeah, same. We'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Three, Three two, two, one, one patch. Oh, Chivy. Yeah, she ripped up that check. She just wants some love. She wants some love. And you know what? She still went back to Lily to help her. She did. Even though Lily's like, I'll compensate you, mm-hmm. but... She really was trying her one last time. I like Chivy in this episode. I did too. I felt like we we're getting old Chivy back. I will tell you my. Yeah, what are your what were your choices? My first one was Blair. Yes, you were loving Blair. I in this found episode. her incredibly charming in this episode. I kept saying that, and whatever you'll hear that and be like, okay, we get it, Michelle. <laughs> then I had Lily. Lily. Then I had Blair again, <laughs> and then ended up with Chivy. Wow! As you can see me, I, I out. see. Um. Yeah, I I get the chivy. Lily, I I understand her, but I also didn't like it. I like the way she took control, but I, as soon as she said that to Rufus, the line to Rufus crossed it right out. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're off. You're off my uh, grid. I picked Padge. I felt like cop out. Um he didn't annoy me. I felt like even though we know he he is pretentious and he he wants to actually hear that highbrow status, he didn't rub it in Blair's face. Yeah. He didn't blow up in her face. He just said, I know why you're doing this and I'm here for you if you want to be the person I know you are. I wish you saw what I saw. I love that line. I think it's so sweet. Um, so that's why I picked him. But we actually got the most votes for Dorota, which is a great choice. Oh, Dorota. I yeah. mean, always, right? Always, always Dorota. Yeah. But she's just, she's, oh, Miss Serena, you okay? Oh, this one, you okay? Like, she's just, she's and then with the FIT guy, she's like barking at him. And yeah. Blair's like down Dorota. I just, she's great. Yeah. We did have a vote for Chuck as well, because he was like, he did all right in this episode. Michelle doesn't know. <laughs> um, shittiest... Yeah, 
I feel like I want to fuse a million people, but I'm just going to go with the one. I'm not going to go with the obvious. obvious. Yeah. All right. I, I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. I have a blue ribbon. Okay. That's not the obvious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Yep. Three, Three two, two, one, one William. Lily. Yeah. I had Lily, but also Carol, but also William. How about all the parents? I had <laughs> William and then Lola, actually. Lola. Because she just annoyed me. She's and just annoying. Listen, she under she had to get the news about William being her father, but then to go to Serena and like not read the room. Right. And kind of be smiling, like, hey, we could take down our parents together. Like, let's be buddy, buddy. We're sisters now. Like, don't use that term. Everyone's mm-hmm. always like, oh my God, we're sisters. I can't hear that. And then five seconds later, like, oh, but we're sisters. Like, right. Skate around You can't this. pick and choose when you want to be sisters. And then her taking the card, which I understand, but just, yeah. Lily, obviously. Yeah, she was our, our, our winner by a landslide. And then we had uh, votes for Carol, for William, and for Blair, actually, for... Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, it's time for a little Betty of the Week. They were total, they were total, they were total, they were total, they were total betty this week i am representing chris hello chris hey aka the charmer because he's just charming his way right onto that topic tuesday we love hearing from you so keep it up and it's just it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and and all your uh what you like and what you don't like and you seem cool so thanks thanks for joining us thanks chris (laughs) thank thank you charmer Okay, so I'm going to give you the title for next week for you. It's only going to be for like 24 hours, if that. So I'm very excited for you to watch. Um, And this episode will be joined by Sabrina and Marva from Sistery Untold Podcast. So check them out. Um, The title is episode 22, Raiders of the Lost Art, which I don't really know how that pertains to the episode. I'm really starting. I mean, there's like one thing that I can think of, but okay. it's not good enough. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Blocked. Blocked. Code. Blocked. Mm-hmm. Code. Opportunity. Oh, well. I feel like... All of these words could go with Lola. I know they don't, but I feel that Lola is now going to take the opportunity to block Serena from Gossip Girl and code her way into the service. Oh, okay. And take full control. Plus, <laughs> is like, mm, well, you know, it's all right. I feel like that worked as a pretty good predictor for those I think words. That's great. However, maybe there's a code. I like. I want to be like bro code, girl code. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opportunity could also deal deal with Diana. What opportunity is she taking? What kind of opportunity did Jack present to her? Also, it's like Diana's been. What maybe? But then it's like, is Jack and Elizabeth? Can you imagine if Jack is fucking Chuck's father? It just doesn't. How old is Jack? Is I don't know. I don't think he's but old enough again, to have Chuck. Parents are so young on our teen dramas. Definitely. They never really make sense. So unless Jack ended up getting Elizabeth pregnant and then this is like be that me that 
like the, 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 with the, like yes, all the question out. marks. Yeah. And got Elizabeth pregnant, and then Bart is like, I will just care because you're too young. Mm. And then Elizabeth was given the opportunity to make some money for a blood transfusion, but I don't know. I don't know how she ties into this. I don't know how she ties into this. And blocked, I think, just has to do with Serena getting blocked off Gossip Girl. Okay. You will soon find <laughs> out what my how, words was mean. Was I like, close it all? Um, because if I was mm. so off, that's so exciting. You're, you were very off. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> wow. In a way. I mean, like one or two things oh were, gosh, were a little that's... close. So I'm looking forward. Cause you're, I, that's what I'm telling you. You're never going to see it coming. I really have no idea. That's kind of fun. I know. It, I'm really excited for you, and I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts. And you guys, you know, we'll be, we'll be around next week to hear it all. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. just stick around for that. What should we do as an emoji? What works? Something about maybe like handcuffs or like. Ooh, let's do handcuffs. Yeah, handcuffs for Carol. She's going to jail. Goodbye. For now. It's funny because Lily's like, oh, keep her like by in confinement, like by herself. I'm like, oh, you're the expert of jail, right? <laughs> oh my God, remember that? Martha Stewart. Her bracelet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're a ankle, ankle monitor. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do um, handcuffs. Yeah. So send us some handcuffs. The emoji, you can send it via DM, email, if you want to do it on Patreon, Discord, whatever floats your boat. Even... Do I dare say? You know it's coming. I don't know why you pretend it doesn't come. It's here. It's here. The Apple Podcast Review. You know how fun it would be if you put handcuffs in an Apple Podcast Review because then people would stop and scroll and be like, whoa, what does this mean? Gossip Girl, handcuffs in an Apple Podcast Review, and five stars. I'm interested. Yeah. I would just, it's so nice if you were to scroll through all of our reviews and you see all those like different emojis. It's fun. It is fun. It's a fun time. And then people can see the reviews and be like, wow, it looks like a fun time over there. I just really want to join and be a part of the fam. Exactly. And it's a free and free way to help the show in a big way. It's the biggest. Did I say free and free? I did, didn't I? It's It's free. (laughs) And it's a big way. That's what I meant. It's a big free way it's like when i said breath of no fresh of breath air i was like free and free michelle and i still couldn't say it not right but we so appreciate it. and it actually makes us really happy it does if anything if you care in the slightest yeah. to make us happy that's like the best way to do it because we screenshot it we send it to each other we get all giddy and then we get to read it and then we i end up sending them to my best friends yeah I like do. you look at my body uh, yeah and then i <laughs> read it to aunt and also if you're listening on Spotify, which, hey, over there. Hi, guys. Rate us and make sure you're subscribed and downloading. Yes. Okay. So we're going to head into After Dark. We're buckling on. Here we strapping go. Strapping on in. If you're new, we'll see you next week. Bye. But if you're coming to After Dark, we're going because I got an email. Let's Ooh, go. Click, Here we go. Click, 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 click. click. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. girls. Okay, we're in After Dark. Asella, one of our patrons, emailed because she couldn't wait any longer to tell, to tell us her thoughts. So 
She says, okay, so I've watched this show a few times now, and I can get behind the idea of Dan being Gossip Girl. Like, it kind of makes sense because Dan is the writer of the group, so the blast would be something I could see him writing. And my main reason it makes sense, since Dan is known to keep a secret, unlike Nate. This whole idea that in this season they are writing Nate to be Gossip Girl is crap because the man can't keep a secret to save his life. He is constantly being told things by everyone and they tell him don't say anything and then he turns around and spills everything to the first person he sees. Like they literally can't ask him how his day is and everything starts just to spill out. I think he's a terrible investigator, so the idea of him finding out things and posting them just I can't get behind. Like, literally anyone else in the show would made more sense being Gossip Girl than Nate. So the writer saying Nate was supposed to be Gossip Girl, I think, is a lie that they were just trying to give something to do because Nate hasn't had a story since, like, season one. Sorry, if this is starting to not make sense, his character just starts to bother me. Love the podcast and can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about the rest of the series. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And great points. Great points. He can't keep Nate a secret sucks. for shit. Means well. He's loyal, but he, he can't keep a secret. He can't keep a secret. It's shown time and time again. Next week's episode, maybe ever so slightly, it could make sense. We'll see what you think. We'll have a lot to discuss in After Dark, I think, next week. Okay. Um, But I don't... Again, I mean, this this point has been... R- driven home dr- yeah. right you know the, the slogan we're beating the, dead horse. we're beating the dead horse it's it's we get it we get we it. don't think it's neat no. it doesn't seem like it's dan <laughs> no. yeah there was like no gossip girl in this episode except for the fact that the there blast didn't go out because dorota sent it for blair yeah and she was too preoccupied aka serena was too preoccupied like with everything okay. so that's why the blasts weren't going out yeah yeah so, yes, agreed with everything you were saying, Isella, and it's just pretty unbelievable that Nate would be Gossip Girl. Yeah. So, uh, good try. I want to share with you what I learned. Today. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so excited for this. So, if you don't know, which I would think you do if you've made it here in After Dark, and you're a Gossip you know. Girl fan, you know. Fran, <laughs> Jessica, a.k.a. Vanessa, she has a Gossip Girl podcast, and the first episode dropped on the 26th. So for us, that was yesterday. Yes. And she had Schwartz and Savage on. Which, the dynamic duo. And I loved it. And it was so good. We learned that Schwartz was having a pool party and Adam Brody showed up with Jessica. And as soon as they met, Schwartz was like, oh my God, this is Vanessa. Yes, I remember hearing this story he, of like she did just like looked like how yeah. he wanted her to, and he was like, you know, they the didn't part. even know if she was an, an actress, actress yeah. or anything, and they said they went on the computer and looked her up and saw her IMD, IMBD. So I found that really interesting, and they talked about when having Blake coming in, and she was so California, yeah, so like laissez faire, and just but she could give heart to Serena, so that's why they went with her, and then. Leighton was just so funny and, you know, she's naturally blonde. Yes. So they had to dye her hair brown, Mm -hmm. which I found very interesting. And then there was no spoilers except for one thing. They talked about in the last episode when they're casting for the Gossip Girl movie, Kristen Bell and Rachel Bielsen are there. Oh, fuck. And so that was the cameo we didn't want you. I I mean, it's fine. I knew Rachel was coming. Yeah. You didn't know into what capacity. So that... I'm to assume, and you don't have to confirm that is she being casted for the Blair 
character. I honestly don't know. And Kristen Bell, does she even have a speaking role as being Serena or like, I don't even know. That's me like generalizing, be like, oh my God, brown hair and brown hair. Brown hair, brown hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, we're going to go. It's I'm all right. Big, I'm all right with that. It's not a big spoiler. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm okay with it. But <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is fun to hear. And we're actually going to make Gossip Girl into a movie. What is this, One Tree Hill? I guess we're doing this. And apparently, maybe you already knew this, because I don't know anything when it comes to Gossip Girl, but Gossip Girl was already in the works, written by Amy Sherman Palladino and Lindsay Lohan. Was going to um, be in it. Did you know this? I felt like I heard something about wow, that. you know everything. I don't. Um, well, that would have been weird. Amy Sherman Palladino, can you imagine? This would have been a totally different show. It would have been so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it would have... I don't know how it would have been. I don't know. And they really... They would have talked super fast. Yes, they would have. <laughs> Blair, I mean, Leighton would have actually worked really well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then they talked about Ed and how they couldn't get clearance on him, I think, for insurance hmm. because he's British. Yeah. And they're like, we don't have a backup. Like, Ed is the only one we want. Oh. And so there was like kind of confusion. And then also how they were the first CW show. Oh, I guess to ever be produced like when like, it was CW. When it was CW. Cause it, right, because everything moved merger, over. And they didn't do well in the beginning because of that weird merger. Yeah. And then the whole thing with having Kristen Bell voiceover, that was a big thing because of Veronica Mars yeah. on the same network. It's really good. Oh, I look I'm forward so to next week because it just seems like it's going to be background and cast and creators. And right, movies. and that's the stuff that we're looking for that we can't give. Well, yeah, and you know? just like I want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I mean, we'll see who the guest is next week. I don't know if there'll be spoilers for end stuff. Yeah, you'll have to listen. Liz. I know. I'm gonna have to do it. It's which know. is fine. I mean, I want to listen. Yeah, it's good. But I really yeah. enjoyed it. Michelle just gets on. You know, she works from home, so she gets to listen and watch a lot of things. I and do before I get a chance. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. She's like, "Are you gonna listen?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "I already finished it." I did. Well, you know, by myself for eight hours. I know. I know. In silence. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I want to keep you comforted. Yesterday, I edited our Chad Post episode, which, by the way, you all should. If you haven't yet, you should go listen to Definitely that. Check it out. That was our bonus episode. He was a season extra on gossip girl yeah like one through three so that is out for your listening pleasure but i edited that and then i edited talking texas forever and then i listened to both twice through oh my god to make sure it sounded good and I, it took up my whole day the whole day mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was wild that was wild. bless you yeah, you don't need to hear all of that <laughs> thank you for listening yeah thank always. you for listening oh excuse me Ajita, we'll be back <laughs> Uh, for 522, and that means only two more episodes until we're done with season five. Wow. Yeah, and we're actually, for 523, we're going to have a guest patron, which I picked this weekend. So stay tuned for that, and then we're done. That's the penultimate and then the finale of season five. Oh, my God. All right, we'll be back. As you know, hopefully you'll be listening. We love you guys. XOXO. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs>